Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders, the Virginia Tech Hokies. Every football game can be heard on 910 The Fan. And VCU basketball with the season beginning Monday, November 6th. Zach Joaquin, who covers VCU for the Richmond Times-Dispatch, he'll hop on the show today at 2 p.m. We'll go around the ACC with Frank Maloney from Who's Talking, which you can hear Mondays on 910 The Fan. He'll join me at 1.30. But joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, from the Sports Junkies, it's Drab T-Shirt. What's going on, Drabby? What's going on, my guy? That's how you treat a guest. I was on hold for about two seconds. Boom, on air. (laughs) Let's go. We love having you on. So this is usually a Friday segment, but I was out uh, doing my pickleball tournament, the Pickle Boo, last week. So we'll catch up with Drab mm-hmm. today and Valdez tomorrow. So it really is a competition between you guys of who can have the better segment. <laughs> well, it's no competition. It's like a hammer and nail here, bud. I mean, every <laughs> single week I bring the heat. Valdez is stuttering and bumbling his way through his segments. I'm calling on a landline, crystal clear. Valdez is calling on Bluetooth with his window down. He doesn't treat it seriously. I'm your guy. You know this. All right. Got some big fat winners that we're going to get into, and uh, let's make some money. Let's do it. It's time for Don't Sleep on These Picks. Presented by Don't Sleep Energy. Awad will be joined by one of the donks behind the glass, Drab and Valdez. He's the sexiest man on the planet. To go through the best college and NFL games of the weekend. Weekend, weekend, Don't weekend. sleep on this segment every Friday at 1245 on Awad Radio. All right, Drab, don't sleep on this. I'm interested in watching the battle of the backups this weekend. Josh Dobbs against Taylor Heineke. I mean, I'm all in on this. The unofficial Taylor Heineke fan group on Facebook added me to their to their group chat, and it's pretty oh funny. They view Taylor as the next Joe Theismann, and you know what? I'm rooting for the kid. I want him to get the win. Well, I'm rooting for Heineke as well, but there's no chance I'm spending any of my time watching that horrific matchup. I, I like Taylor. I hope they, they they win the game, but Josh Dobbs going to the Vikings, I mean, it's going to be an unmet. It's going to be that's going to be a more boring game than the Thursday night football game that they're making us watch tonight. <laughs> uh, Adam, what time is that game? Well, that's a one o'clock game on Sunday. Yeah. You're not watching that. You're going to watch Seahawks Ravens. That's the game you're going to watch. I know it's on in Richmond. Uh, Seahawks are five and a half point underdogs. I, the amount of disrespect from Jason Lurch Bishop that <laughs> saying that he was going to put his entire survivor pool on the Ravens beating the Seahawks this weekend. Does he not know the Seahawks are five and two? They can beat anybody. They beat the Lions. They can beat anybody in the NFL. I'm with you. I do think that that's going to be a very close game. The line is Baltimore minus six. I would take the Seahawks uh, to cover six points. I think it comes down to a field goal. Every single week, I make money on Jake Bobo scoring an anytime touchdown prop. Last week, it was plus 750. All the guy does, he's a white wide receiver from the Seahawks. He's 6'5". He's undrafted rookie. All he does every single week is score a touchdown. If you see a Jake Bobo touchdown prop longer than, like, plus 400, plus 500, put your entire mortgage on it, please. All right, let's, let's get to your lock of the week, Drab. I'll go first. My lock of the week is the Cleveland Browns to defeat the Arizona Cardinals. That defense for Cleveland is just so good. It doesn't matter who's playing quarterback for them. They get five or six sacks, it seems like, almost every game, and they create turnovers. They're going to whoop up on the Cardinals. 
Uh, I, I don't know about that. I heard great things about Clayton Toon as a backup quarterback in camp. The Browns I watched last weekend, they didn't look very good to me. It's a battle of, of, of backup quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson is a dark cloud hanging over that franchise, not just because of the massage table stuff, but because he's been cleared to play. He's not healthy. I don't know. The, the, the Cleveland radio hosts are fighting each other on the air. They want Stefanski fired. The, the whole thing seems, seems a mess to me, Adam. I'm staying away from that. I, I don't like that at all. All right, what's uh, I, your I lock? I can't go with that. I, actually, my lock is I, I think the Saints are just going to hammer the Bears. And I like the Tyson, the Tyson Badgen story. He's a kid from uh, Martinsburg, West Virginia, somewhat local to both of us. But they're going to have to go to the Superdome, eight-and-a-half-point underdogs. I know the Saints haven't been that pretty at times this year, but they have so much talent in the Dome. There's no chance that that awful Bears team who are just – I don't know why they traded a second-round pick for Montez Sweat and they don't have him locked up beyond the season. The whole thing is just is just ugly in Chicago. So give me the give me the Saints minus eight and a half. I know that's a lot of points, but I think the Saints are going to win by fourteen points in this game. I just Bajan just can't hang with these NFL guys right now. Yeah, no, I, I like the pick. Michael Phillips took it in, in the Survivor Pool, and there is so much talent on the Saints. I mean, uh, Rashid Shahid had an incredible game. Michael Thomas yeah. is back in the lineup and making catches. What is Drab T-shirt's hot take on Taysom Hill? Because he dominated the Colts last week. How old is Taysom Hill? I mean, I, I, how does this guy keep doing this every single week? He's from BYU. He went on a mission. He was already old when he came to the NFL. He's been there for like a decade. I can't believe this guy is still, this gimmicky thing that he does is still working in 2023. I mean, props to him, but can we figure this guy out already? I don't think you can figure him out because he can run, he can throw, he can block. He's 33 years old now out of BYU, like you said, and uh, he was just he was unbelievable last week. He single-handedly destroyed the Colts, uh, combining for basically three touchdowns, two on the ground and one big pass through the air for 44 Why yards. Why are they not doing the tush-push with him every, every single time? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense, but I do have Alvin Kamara in fantasy, and he's been playing uh, excellent since he came back. Uh, from that suspension. Drab, do you have a college football lock? Yeah, my college football lock of the week is Missouri at Georgia. I don't know if I've made a Georgia play on on this show before, but I always pick them uh, on the Bit Season podcast for some reason. They're 15.5-point favorites against Missouri. But I'm not taking the Bulldogs this weekend. I actually really like the Missouri Tigers. They played Georgia last year at Tiger State or uh, at Missouri. And they almost beat them. They're winning the whole game. They have a, they're seven and one on the year. They're ranked number twelve in the country. They should not be fifteen and a half point underdogs. Do I think Georgia's probably going to win this game? Yes, but it's probably going to be about six, seven points somewhere in there. Brady Cook's a really good quarterback for Missouri. They are very efficient in the red zone. They can score with anybody. So I really like them. Plus, Brock Bowers is still out for Georgia. I just think it, it might come back to bite them. And overall, they haven't been that impressive this season. I know they looked great last week against Florida. This will be a bit of a, a letdown game for Georgia. They'll probably come away with the win, but it won't be by 15 and a half points. Drab, my college football play is also my sports tilt of the week. When are the Junkies going to take the Hokies seriously? They've won three of the last four. They're tied for second place in the ACC, and they've got a chance to overtake Louisville this weekend. I've got them getting the win. All offseason, I talked about Kyron Jones being the starting quarterback. And everyone told me, oh, they're going to roll with Grant Wells because of his experience. Grant Wells was so slow, he cost them two games at the beginning of the season. Ever since they've made the change to Jones, the offense has heated up, and defensively, they've got 15 sacks in the last two games. They're going to go to Louisville and get the dub. 
Hey, I'm with you, man. Drones have been super impressive, and everybody said it was a make-or-break year. Well, I think they're making it. I mean, they're playing really well. There's still a lot of football left to be played, but we're going in the right direction in Blacksburg. I I, I like it where we're headed, and I think in the next few years, as teams like Clemson start to come back to the middle of the pack, um, you know, Florida State's obviously really good. You got a long ways to go before you catch them, but I just really like what the Virginia Tech is doing down there. And uh, yeah, big things. I mean, it's, we're a couple of years into it now, and uh, we're moving forward. So if we get the win, the Hokies get the win this Saturday. I want to hear Coach Pry on the junks next week. You, you got it. That's a drab guarantee. <laughs> All right. I don't throw those out there very often. <laughs> College basketball begins Monday. How are the Zags going to be? And are there any other teams that you have your eye on? Well, I mean, the Zags, that's why I'm a Gonzaga fan. They're, I don't know. I don't think this is our year. We lost my guy, Drew Timmy, who, uh, you know, he's my idol. Drew Timmy, my idol. Everybody knows you, the, the mustache guy from Gonzaga last year. I'm not quite up to speed. I'm hearing great things about Georgetown and early on with them here. Uh, but they got, a, it was Coach Cooley, they got a long ways to go before they can turn it around. I'm most interested in seeing Rick Pitino at St. John's. I've always been a big Rick Pitino fan. Uh, I love those legendary coaches when they come back and rest in peace to Bobby Knight. I mean, what a career. What a, I mean, what, the guy is just a pop, not even a sports icon. He's like a, was a pop culture icon. Everybody knew about Bobby Knight. Everybody had an opinion on Bobby Knight, whether it was controversial or whether you loved him. I love coaches like that. I had a coach in high school that was just like Bobby Knight. He terrorized me. He gave me nightmares. But looking back on it, I mean, one of the most influential people in my life. So I love tough coaches like Bobby Knight. Now, did he go too far at times? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you can't do some of those things, especially uh, in you know late 90s, early 2000s that he was doing with the treatment of players. But uh, was just a really great basketball coach and an entertaining guy most of the time. Absolutely. Yeah. No, great story there and, and thoughts about Bobby Knight. Uh, how about this? So you mentioned Georgetown. I'm not believing the hype. It's going to take a few years uh, for him to get his system and his players. But how about the Georgetown transfer, Dante Harris? Tony Bennett tells reporters that he's among the best on-ball defenders he's ever had at Virginia. Harris was the MVP of the 2021 Big East tournament while he was with the Hoyas. UVA is going to be strong this season, so definitely keep an eye out on the Who's. This is Don't Sleep on These Picks, presented by Don't Sleep Energy. If you need the energy to stay up and see your late-night pick go up in flames, it's easy. Head over to DontSleepEnergy.com. Use the promo code AWODRADIO to save some cash. Your picks might go busto, but you'll be loaded with gusto. Don't Sleep makes me great. makes the boys behind the glass from bit season great, so we love Don't Sleep Energy. Drab, I got to ask you, what did you think of my pickleball tournament last week when I came in third place, got the bronze medal at the Pickle Boo. I, I was really impressed. You told me you told me first place was ten thousand dollars. You're entering in a, a pro pickleball tournament and you're clean enough. You got third place. I call you to ask you how much of that ten thousand dollars you got and you said zero dollars grab that was for the open division i played in the 3.5 you should have made that more clear when you told your buddy grab t-shirt you were playing in this tournament if you don't know what 3.5 is that means adam played with a bunch of beginners you got third place in the beginner division yeah next year i'm joining the open division for sure that adam is my sports tilt of the week it was going to be jordan Poole throwing the ball off the backboard to kyle kuzma down 20 points but no adam you are my sports tilt of the week <laughs> playing in a 3.5 division step it up next year so you don't think my bronze medal is worth hanging up in the studio <laughs> 
it's, it, you can hang it in the studio to impress people. Just don't tell them the full story. <laughs> just tell them it was a pro pickleball tournament. You got third place. Because if they find that out, they won't like you anymore. I love that. Hey, that was a good sports tale. But let's get to the one that you said you were going to mention. That is Jordan Poole throwing it off the backboard to Kyle Kuzma. I mean, that's exactly what we're going to get from the Wizards this year. Is both of those com- guys combining for 60 or 70 in a double-digit loss. Yeah, it's going to be a slog. Uh, it's just a slog here for for the Wizards, and it's going to be a long season already. I mean, is it kind of fun to watch? I guess in a weird train wreck kind of way of Jordan Poole. I mean, that thing what he did with the Celtics and Porzingis on a transition. He's dribbling, turning his back to the basket and dribbling behind his back and then throwing up a three. It looked like it looks like church league basketball back in the day or rec league basketball. It doesn't look like professional basketball to me. And you know what? Combined with that, and then then tomorrow I got to watch him in this dumb NBA in season tournament that makes no sense that nobody cares about. Right now, I'm out on the Wizards. They gotta they gotta impress me, and they gotta start playing hard um, if if they want to get my attention. I'm sorry, I, I I don't care if they lose, but they gotta play hard. They can't be throwing the ball off the backboard. I love how you called it rec league basketball. If Drab T-shirt got the ball with 10 seconds left on the clock in rec league basketball, what move are you throwing at the guys? I'm doing the, the Nick Van Axel. I'm cradling it in my left <laughs> arm as I drive to the hoop and finger roll back up. I got ice in my veins, Adam. Give me the rock. <laughs> I love that. I love that. We got to play hoops again sometime, man. For sure. Yeah. All right, buddy. All right, man. Good talking to you. Last Thanks time we played around the world. <laughs> We're so old. <laughs> hey, we are old. That's as officially old if you're playing around the world. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my guy. All right, man. Talk to you next week. That was Don't Sleep on These Picks presented by Don't Sleep Energy. Need the energy to stay up late? See your late-night picks go up in flames? Stay up and watch West Coast basketball, West Coast football, and, of course, the NBA. Head over to don'tsleepenergy.com. Use the promo code AWADRADIO. That's A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O to save some cash. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWAD on the fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the best VCU basketball talk every Thursday here on AWOD Radio at 2 p.m. It's time for Inside the Rams Horns. It's time for Inside the Ram Horns. Every Thursday at 2 p.m., AWOD will be joined by a coach, player, or member of the front office for VCU basketball. Inside the Ram Horns. An inside look at the VCU Ram basketball team with Adam Epstein. Thursdays at 2 p.m. on AWOD Radio. All right, I guess I need to change the sounder a little bit because it's not a, a player or a coach, but once again, it is... My favorite guy covering VCU, the beat writer for the Richmond Times-Dispatch, Zach Joaquin. What's going on, Zach? Adam, what's up, man? Thank you so much for uh, for having me on. And I got to throw in, I think the best VCU basketball talk might be the Black and Gold Fan Podcast. Oh. Um, I, know, <laughs> I know you'd be doing great stuff in these Thursday segments, too. But I listened last night, man, and y'all are the best. Oh, we love that, man. So it's available on the Odyssey app. Just search Black Gold Fan Pod or Spotify and iTunes. It's myself, Connor Bailey, Chris Mason, and Caleb Jones. So uh, what were some of your takeaways from our latest uh, episode? Well, I love the MVP picks, um, and uh, I think that the, the selection of Max would kind of be chalk, and you guys kind of agreed on that, and that would be the first name that comes to mind for me, too. 
Uh, but then some of the other options really stood out to me, and I loved what you had to say about the backcourt. Uh, Jason and Zeb really stood out to me, and the Mars Hill exhibition as well. And there's just a ton of excitement surrounding this team offensively and everything that we saw with them putting up 110 points, and it was really fun to hear you guys talk about that and preview the McNeese State game, which is by no means a, you know, a cupcake coming into the Seagull Center. I didn't know a whole lot about them going into it, and so it was good to hear about some of the transfers that they brought in, guys with Power 5 experience. That is by no means going to be a, an easy one to, to start VCU's season, and it's going to be one of those ones, I think, at the end of the year that VCU has been so good at scheduling. Um, that you see him initially on the schedule and you don't say that, you know, that's a, a big marquee opponent coming into the Seagull Center. And then at the end of the year, they will have done really well. And it's the Southland Conference, I believe, right? And they're picked yeah. to finish second. Um, and so by the end of the year, that's going to be one that, that boosts your resume if they can come out on top on Monday. It's Zach Joachim from the Richmond Times-Dispatch covering VCU basketball on the Hadid Mercer rug cleaning hotline. And the season begins Monday, November 6th. I I thought it was quite interesting that after we released the podcast, uh, we got this tweet from a Utah State fan says, don't assume the best player at each position will start in the rotation. Last year's Utah State's best scorer came off the bench for half the season, uh, and he was the most productive player. So maybe it could be a six-man Jason Nelson or Fats Billups that is the star for VCU this season. Jason Nelson is definitely the one that that comes to mind first and filling in that role because you assume that Max is going to be healthy and he's going to start alongside Zeb. But I think that you guys were saying, you know, we saw Zeb kind of play that role last year, um, coming off the bench and, and spelling the, the starters in the backcourt and that Jason could play a really similar role this year. And I'm excited to see him get a chance to play off the ball more. You know, throughout his, his high school time at Verona and John Marshall, um, and then at UR, he was kind of asked to do this too, was to be a floor general, right, and to bring the ball up the court and to be a pass-first guy. But it seems like in, in Ryan Odom's system, he's going to get more of a chance to be a scorer off the ball. And in these first couple games, man, his, his outside shot has looked fantastic. He's operating on the catch and shoot a lot, getting a lot of space on the perimeter, not having to run the offense, and being able to, to commit to being a scorer more. And so I think that he's got a really high ceiling in terms of point contribution um, if that's his role. And I'm with you. I think if he's coming off the bench and doesn't have to bring the ball up the floor a whole lot and Max and Zeb are kind of running the offense a little bit and Jason gets to be more of a scoring guard, then that could really play to – his strengths and we could see a huge season for him offensively yeah i can't wait for it to begin on monday and i'm interested to see who's going to be in the starting lineup but also how many minutes you're going to get for roosevelt wheeler because i thought in the Mm -hmm. exhibition he made an immediate impact and we talked about this on the pod as well that guys were searching for him when they drove they were trying to find the big man for a flush and he was seven of seven uh, in the exhibition game an immediate impact when roosevelt wheeler was on the court for sure, and it's, it's going to be fascinating to see how that front court plays out, right, because Kalani is such a versatile piece, and we've heard so much about Toby's development over the offseason and him playing more of a perimeter role and stepping out. And so you've, it would seem, got two true fives, and with Firm starting um, against Mars Hill, it, it, there's questions heading into the year about what the complexion of that front court looks like. But, man, when Rose came on, he looked fantastic, didn't he? So efficient, 7-7 seven to seven from the floor. Um, had a couple of blocks as well. And I think that that's what you want him committing to. You know, I, I don't think that he's necessarily going to be a, a big back-to-the-basket scorer that you're trying to post up a lot of the time. You want him to commit to doing the dirty work down low, to defending the rim and, and, and crashing the glass, rock, uh, racking up blocks and, and rebounds, and being efficient and scoring on putbacks and, and dunks. And, man, his activity and his physicality was fantastic. And, and there have been years in the past where BC was a little undersized 
in the front court and sometimes struggled when teams would bring in true seven-footers who were going to post up and, and be a back-to-the-basket scorer. That is not going to be the case this year. I think you said something about it on Twitter, and I saw a bunch of people talking about it, or the, the X platform, um, over the past couple of days about the team picture when it came out and how much size you have on that back row, man. This is, uh, this is not the VCU front court that we've gotten used to over the years with, with smaller, more mobile bigs. Yeah. They got some dudes back there, and there's no team that's going to out-physical them in the paint with Rosen Firm down there. No, no, I, I totally agree. And, and that's why I was also saying that, you know, offensively, this team's going to be much improved thanks to their head coach. Nothing against Mike Rose, but he focused, you know, solely on defense and, and kind of let the guys uh, freelance on offense and try to play fast pace and get up and down the court. Coach Odom wants the guys to play fast pace, but they're also going to run a lot of uh, different sets offensively. But with the length, I don't expect them to take too much of a step back defensively because they're going to be able to protect the paint with that much length. And they still have enough holdovers from the Havoc era. Guys like Zeb Jackson, Fats Billups, Toby Lawal are going to be incredible defensively. No, this is, this is absolutely still going to be a strong defensive team. I think that you guys mentioned that for a small portion of that Mars Hill game, they brought out the full court press almost to just kind of show that they could still do it. I think that's still going to be in this team's repertoire. Look, it's, it's certainly not the havoc of old, and, and I've said this to you, and we've talked a, a couple of times. I think the havoc of old left the building with Shaka. You know, I mean, Will and Mike both kind of had their own iterations of it, and it was still really strong defensive team, but this hasn't been, you know, Briante Weber diving all over the floor for, for quite a while, and that's certainly not the VCU we're going to see this year. But, man, I, you guys talked about kind of a – an offensive havoc iteration. I think we could certainly see that this year with how fast this team wants to get up and down the floor and push the pace. I think that's going to make for some sporadic um, play where if you can speed other teams up and maybe try and get them going at that same pace that VCU wants to play at and getting up and down the floor and shooting early in the shot clock, I think we could certainly see some offensive havoc. And you're absolutely right with all the links that this team has. They're certainly going to plug lots of passing lanes still. Um, and create lots of live ball turnovers. And look, the Siegel Center, everyone loves a, a, a deep three and a big scoring run and pretty offensive play, but I think it's going to remain true that the Siegel Center is never louder than when BCU is feeding off of live ball turnovers. Yeah. And I think that these players know that. I think that these coaches know that. They know the DNA of this program. And just because Ryan is going to play uh, more, again, no offense to, to, to Mike, I'm with you. It was a blue-collar team. It was a tough team. I loved watching how that team played defensively sometimes. But it was frustrating offensively sometimes. It wasn't the most aesthetically pleasing offensive brand of basketball. And Ryan certainly is going to play that. But I think this is still going to be a gritty team defensively um, that maybe finishes, you know, top 60, certainly top, you know, top 75 in the, in the country in the defensive metrics. And they're going to use that length to plug a lot of passing lanes. And like we said, you can't out-physical them down low. I think that's maybe something that's underrated defensively about this team. This is going to be a better shot-blocking VCU team than we've seen in a few years. Um, so I'm excited with what we can see defensively to go along with what should be a, a really fun-to-watch offensive brand of basketball. That's Zach Joaquin. Follow him on social media at Zach Joaquin. Read his work, Richmond.com, covering VCU basketball for the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Who would you go with as your X-factor for this season? Well, the... The chalk MVP choice is, is, is definitely Max. I mean, in the, in the A-10 preseason voting, he was he's second team all-conference. I think he got some first-team votes. Um, a lot of Utah State's offense ran through him last year. And it looks like early on, I, I talked about this after the, uh, after the black and gold game, late in that game um, when the white team was down and, and they needed a bucket. I, I, Ryan was sitting next to me on the, um, at the scores table, and I turned to him and I was like, do you want Max taking the shot? 
right now. And he, you know, he, he kind of shrugged and said something along the lines of the open man should take the shot, you know, and I think that that's very much the offensive principles that this team adheres to. But then Max did hit that three, the step back three in the corner to tie that game up late. And then he hit the winner against South Carolina. And so I, I do think that in crunch time situations, that's the guy that Ryan wants this offense running through. And other teams are going to see that and try and start taking that away. But really late in game, Max is certainly, I, I, I think, the X factor and the go-to guy that's going to hit a lot of big shots for this team. But from a, a ceiling standpoint, Kalani, I think, yeah. is the one that I'm, I'm most excited to see from a season-long perspective what he can do because he can affect the game in so many ways, has the length to really affect the game defensively, clog passing lanes, block shots, crash the glass, but he can operate on the perimeter like a guard and shoot it really well from outside and from the free throw line. Um, I'm excited to see if he gets, you know, extensive starting opportunities early on here. Again, that goes to the earlier conversation we had about how this front court plays out. I really don't know what it's going to look like yet between Toby and Kwani and, and Firm and Rhodes. I think they could all play prominent roles. Um, but Kawani's ceiling, man, of, from what we saw at Cal last year and how well he shoots the ball, I think he could have an outstanding season. George Templeton made a Vince Williams comparison. I was talking to him yesterday on, on Rams Rewind, and they're different players. Vince is a, a better ball handler and more of a point forward. But in terms of the length, in terms of the ability to affect the game on the perimeter inside, I think that's a really interesting comp, and you can see Kawani uh, – play a really versatile role for this VCU team this year. So Zach will be covering VCU basketball for the Richmond Times Dispatch. Follow his work on social media at Zach Joaquin and read him richmond.com. Will you be headed to Orlando for the ESPN Events Invitational? I absolutely will and I and I can't <laughs> wait. It's a shame it's a shame that we're not going to have Sean and we haven't touched on that here. That's obviously a big blow for this team early on. Um not having Sean Bear still. I know that there's Perhaps still some outside hope that he could be ready by that point. I think the real target is Norfolk State in early December, so he could have a game under his belt going into Memphis. But, man, I cannot wait for Orlando. That's going to be a fun few days. Absolutely. And and I've got some special plans that I, I think uh, that you would love to be included on, including a Thanksgiving bar crawl, and that's because oh. of Club D3 travel. If anybody that's listening right now, members of Ram Nation, you want to book your trip, it's easy. Exclusive tournament packages presented by Club 3 D3 Travel are available. www.clubd3travel.com and just click on the link for the ESPN Events Invitational Basketball Tournament. You can join me, Sports Radio 910 The Fan, and Club D3 Travel as I broadcast live from the tournament this Thanksgiving weekend at the Walt Disney World Resort. Cheer on VCU as they take on Iowa State, possibly Virginia Tech, maybe even Coach Rhodes and Penn State in the championship game. The exclusive tournament packages presented by Club D3 Travel are available today. ClubD3Travel.com or call in 804-869-0184. So we got you covered. Um, We got you covered, Zach. Adam, count me in, friend. We got a we got a free Saturday down there. Yeah, we do. We got Thursday, Friday games, and the last one is on Sunday. So we'll we'll be having to find things to do on that Saturday. Yeah, we got to take a, a selfie with Mickey Mouse. That has to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a ton of fun. That's Zach Joaquin. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD on the fans. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are always open throughout the show, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. And, of course, 910 The Fan is the home of 
Football Festival, the first ever sports festival, sports theme festival that I put on this August at River City Roll. Love River City Roll. I was back there a couple weekends ago for Shuck and Roll, and of course, I'm going there this weekend uh, to hang out, drink some beer, and watch some college football. Uh, but it feels like everyone's trying to steal my bit. All right, I came up with Football Festival. It felt like two weeks later, uh, Barstool, Dave Portnoy, had uh, Pizza Festival. And then there's all these other festivals that are popping up out of nowhere, and there's a local festival this weekend in Richmond. What's it called, Stub? It's the Resonate Podcast Festival. Podfest. Podfest. Podcast Festival. Don't ask me to start a podcast. I've started six of them already. Do you have any more details about Podcast Festival? It's at the Institute for Contemporary Art uh, downtown. So that's pretty close. And it seems to mostly be like a, a kind of how-to guide, I guess you could say. Oh, we're going to teach a bunch of yeah, amateur losers but, yep. how to steal my it's, money it's and like, take my job. That's yeah, what it's, it's about. It's like a networking kind of thing. Let me, let me put out a PSA right now. If you were thinking about starting a podcast, stop thinking about it. Yeah, don't do it. Just don't do don't. it. All right? It's not 2016 <laughs> anymore. All right? That, it has come and gone. Yeah. If you're going to do something, do, do a, a, a vodcast. All right, drink vodka, get on camera, and talk because a podcast is you, so played out now. Yeah, you got to do something, yeah. and and you know what? Don't pay someone to teach you how to do it. Oh my gosh, for because, sure. Yeah. Because if you got it, you got it. If you, if don't, you don't, you, you don't. don't. <laughs> yeah, no, the junkies and, and uh, drab t-shirt Valdez have been talking about this for years, where they want to put together radio school because everyone thinks they can do it, and they just yeah. don't have any idea. I have a friend who started a podcast, and I, and he told me. Hey, Adam, man, you're in the industry. Please give me some feedback. It would mean the mo- the world to me. So I listened to it. I turned it off after two minutes, and I said, bro, what the hell kind of microphone is this? That's The, the yeah. audio quality is so important. Sound is so important. It's so and important. It's, and it's more expensive than you think. Yes. Getting a, it, your iPhone mic is not going to do it. And, you know, like me and my friends have joked for years about people that are like, Oh, I want to start a podcast. Right, right. And it's like, now here I am now, and I'm like, I'm in a podcast. So <laughs> there's these guys but. that started their own podcast that's called the Continental Sports Podcast. All right, and they're they're nice gentlemen. All right, they've had me on the show before. I guess they Continental. They they cover the entire USA, West Coast, East okay. Coast, down the middle. They had me on to talk Wizards and, and Commanders. Well, they texted me that they wanted me to come back on the show. They're hounding me. They've called me three times this week, Stub, to get back on the program. It must have been good numbers. I guess. I, it, it, should I should I throw them a bone and do the podcast next? I week? mean, if you got time, right? You know, like, exactly. It's just like it's just. Do going... I have time? I'm doing my I'm doing my podcast, my regular show, the Black yeah. and Gold it, Fan Podcast. Being guest on a podcast with people you know is just like a hangout. Like you're just talking to them. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. the least amount of effort. Yeah. And the, so many people want podcasts. As like I I don't know. I don't want to listen to. It. Like that many, you right. know, I, I only got so much time. I know my friend also I'm throwing my friends under the bus, but my friend had another idea where he was going to read a book, record it and release it as a podcast. I said, I'm sorry, dude. They invented that idea 30 years ago. Y- yeah. It's like, called an audio book. Y- you got to like be with the company. No one's yeah. going to go on. Spotify. He was like, no, I'm just going to like pick up Roald Dahl and read it and then comment on each chapter. That can't be like. Legal. They can't be legal. No, no. These, these idiots around here, they think that anything could be a hit podcast. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you gotta have the personality and you gotta You gotta yeah. have you gotta have the instruments. You gotta have yeah. you gotta have the, the microphone so it's good quality. That's the number that one. That is thing. the number one. Cause, cause... Look, I will say, all right, I don't think I have the greatest podcast. I a lot of people think I have the most annoying voice in the world, and you might be right about that. 
But at least it sounds good it through sounds these microphones. Yeah. And, and we're doing our black and gold pod, and believe me, we're not experts with VCU basketball. We're diehard fans. We're going to sound like homers. But the one thing people have commented on with our podcast is it's great quality. We've got a voice guy, voice of Bob. We edit it nicely. The production is great. And so there's so many podcasts out there. They sound like they were recorded uh, in the back of some guy's truck. Right, and you're just you're not gonna catch off like that. No, like you're not gonna grow a fan base to get you money to get better mics. It's no. it's, it's not gonna work that way. So if, you, if this was a really great infomercial for Podfest this weekend, <laughs> yes, sorry. Is there gonna be anybody sorry, that's a celebrity there? Why didn't they invite I was, us? I was, we should have had Mike, me and Michael Phillips as the headliners. I was looking at the schedule. I mean, it's not names I know. Okay, you know, I don't know a lot of casts. To be fair, I, I don't. I, you don't know a lot of pods. I, I listen to Odyssey now. You know, like on my drive here and my drive home. Yeah. So. So you're I, not you're not aware of any of these names. These no, I names. like listen to like one big one. You know, so my brother, my brother, and me. Did you see the girl but, from Call Her Daddy? And that is the most. Po- I I hate to say, it, but I've listened to episodes before. All right. If they have a good guest, I'll get in. I'm not calling her my daddy, but I'm, I've listened to call her daddy. She has become so mainstream. She was on Jimmy Fallon this week. I don't know her. Alexander Cooper. Yeah. yeah she was on Barstool, and then she signed a multi-million dollar deal with Spotify. That's the dream, right? Yeah. I love Odyssey, and I'm not going to say anything bad about Odyssey, but if another big-time company wants to shell out a ton of money, <laughs> I will say goodbye. <laughs> I don't see why you can't do both. Yeah, you're you right. Know, like, you're right. Well, yeah. uh, my podcast is available to available on Spotify. Yeah. Now so I get I get paid if you download it through iTunes and the Omni app, but it's available on all platforms. Yeah. So like why not both? Yeah. So that's what's going on in Richmond this weekend. And speaking of Richmond, we talked about it last week. Richmond has its own monopoly board now, but there was a mistake. Yes, this is this is some insider news. From an from my my source. Yeah, your source my at so- NBC. I, my source 12. at NBC twelve. It's a good source. Good ba- source. It's good a very source. it's a solid source. Yeah. That they messed up the spelling of Belle Isle, <laughs> and they and they had to do some reprints. I told <laughs> they, you when it came out, we 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 both immediately said this feels like this was developed by someone outside of Richmond. And you know what? It uh, this is more inside news. Is is that it? It was a vote. It was peop- They had people email. So it was it was Richmonders sending in their favorite places, and it was just kind of majority rule there. Might have been a lot of people from Goochland sending in. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, oh man! All right, so they messed up. They met what they call Bell Island instead I, of Belle Isle. Bell Isle. It's it's an easy thing to misspell. Yeah, I, I get it. I don't know how they did it wrong, but yeah. they did it wrong. And and there's no Scott's edition, which is a crime. No, <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. I I don't think I'm gonna get it. Not a Monopoly fan. Yeah. I am uh, a Monopoly fan, but my favorite board game of all time is Stratego. That now you might be too young for Stratego. Do you do you know maybe. about Stratego? I mean I played no, yeah. not Stratego. It's like it's like chess but enhanced. Okay. You, you're like you you have an army, you have a spy, you have numbers one through ten. If a ten attacks a nine, it wins, a nine over an eight. Okay. So it's kinda like yeah. a math game. And uh I'm like a nerd like that. Oh, so no, I, I'm a, I'm I a love math Stratego. Nerd, so I, I, I get it. I get right. it. Well, I've got two versions of Stratego. I've got one player, two player, and four player. Maybe Sorry. we can maybe we can play on air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> That'll be <laughs> a commentating radio. game. Yeah, yeah. At that point, people are saying, "All right, we're going to turn this off and listen to a podcast." <laughs> <laughs> I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. So you guys know the bit. Every Thursday at 245, 
We give out AWOD Certified Game of the Week every week. I guarantee that football fans around the country will enjoy one NFL game more than the rest, no matter if your team is playing or not. But first, I want to tell you about my friends at Luster by Adolf, a locally owned full-service jewelry store that features on-site jewelry repairs, a local watchmaker, appraisals on-site, and they buy gold. Visit them today. Tell them AWOD sent you off of Parham Road in the Ridge Shopping Center. And you'll notice Luster has this upbeat, fun, and relaxed atmosphere where they provide affordable luxury. If you're looking to get engaged, Luster will help you through the entire process, from education to presentation. No matter your style or budget, they will help you find the perfect ring because life's special moments deserve Luster. All right? It's 245 here on a Thursday, which means it's time for AWOD's Certified Game of the Week. This is AWOD's Certified Game of the Week. Officially recognized as the NFL game this weekend that is certain to meet the qualifications or viewing standards set by football guys around the country. Touchdown! 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 Diving for the left pylon. He's in for the touchdown. Guaranteed to be a football guy's football game. All right, a little inside radio here. This is how this segment works. Every week on Monday... Following a fun, exciting weekend packed filled with NFL action, I sit down with a pen and a paper, and I jot down what I think was the best games of last week and the absolute worst games. And those teams then get put into certain columns, winners and losers of the week. I then take those columns and put them together, redesign them to figure out what I want to be the certified game of the week. On Wednesdays, we go through the entire Sunday slate, including Thursday and Monday Night Football, and give out one-star, two-star, and three-star games, as well as our snooze fest. And when you hear this sound, you know that that's a snooze fest. And uh, Bears-Saints is absolutely a snooze fest this weekend. But if you listened to yesterday, you know for the first time all season long, I gave out four different three-star games, starting with 9.30 a.m. on Sunday, the Dolphins against the Chiefs. Three-star game from Frankfurt, Germany. Another three-star game is at 1 p.m., and that's the Seahawks against the Baltimore Ravens. Absolutely a three-star game. Both teams at the top of their division trying to take hold of their own division. And then we look at the 4 o'clock game. Even the 4 o'clock slate. It's got a snooze fest for sure with Colts-Panthers. Nobody wants to watch that. Or Giants-Raiders. Skip over that. And tune into the Fox game of the week, the Cowboys against the Philadelphia Eagles. And then my fourth three-star game is Sunday Night Football as the Bills take on the Cincinnati Bengals. So let me hear that sounder one more time, Stub, because it is time to release our certified game of the week. This is AWOD's Certified Game of the Week. Officially recognized as the NFL game this weekend that is certain to meet the qualifications or viewing standards set by football guys around the country. Touchdown! 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 Diving for the left pylon. He's in for the touchdown. Guaranteed to be a football guy's football game. All right, we've been tracking it through the season. It's week nine, and I have a five and three record in terms of picking the best game of the week. We started off week one, Stub, Monday Night Football, the most viewed Monday Night Football game in the last 10 years. Yeah, that'll do. 
That'll haven't, do. Haven't topped that one yet. Yeah, certified game of the week. That'll do. Uh, uh, the way the game of the week for this week so juicy. So many good storylines. AWOD certified game of the week is Sunday night football. The Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Buffalo Bills. Storyline number one: an emotional game as Demar Hamlin goes back to Cincinnati where he collapsed on the field last year and missed the end of the season. Cincinnati, very slow to start their season. Well, after they just took down the mighty, mighty 49ers, they're as hot as anyone in the AFC. Three straight victories for the Bengals, and Joe Burrow is hot and back in the MVP hunt. All right, then you look at the Buffalo Bills. They got back on track Thursday night football with a big win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The defense looked excellent. The offense played really good. And this is a rematch of last year's playoff battle in which the Bengals won in the snow. I'm expecting this game to be high scoring. I think both teams are going to be firing on all cylinders offensively. The over-under is at 49.5. Go up, 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 and over the 50-point mark in that game. Give me the Bengals to win with a field goal at the buzzer. Everyone's going to be buzzing about this game Monday morning. Doesn't matter if the Commanders win. Doesn't matter if there's an upset in the Ravens-Seahawks game or if the Dolphins-Chiefs scores 85 points. Everyone's going to be buzzing about AWOD certified game of the week. Sunday night football, the Bills at the Bengals. Lock it in, Stub. Lock it in and throw away the key. It's locked in. It's locked locked in. in. That's my certified game of the week. And... Of course, everybody should know I did steal that from the local weatherman who gives out his verified great weather day of the week. I didn't know that. Yeah, and I was like, oh, man. Because people started uh, texting me and being like, oh, man, you should copy that bit. Every time I turn on the news, I have to find out if it's going to be the, the verified weather day of the week. So that was A1's certified game of the week. It's Grant and Danny coming up next from Washington, D.C.